allies, and anybody that wants to learn more about the LGBT plus community. My name is Zanardi, and I'm so glad all your beautiful faces are here. Welcome to episode 8 of the Alphabet Mafia podcast. My guest today is named Cameron Bernard. Cameron is a young gay man. Our conversation today was a lot about positivity and really owning who you are. Cameron has been out since middle school, and to be honest, he had a pretty smooth coming out process. His family took it very well. He had a good group of friends. However, I do believe there's a lot of value in our conversation because it is all about owning yourself and really becoming comfortable in your own skin. Growing up, Cameron has also bounced around a lot in the places he's lived, and he actually moved out to San Diego all by himself when he turned 18. So we also discussed, you know, going out on your own and really trying to discover who you are and taking some journeys alone. Overall, I had a great conversation with Cameron. He's a fantastic, positive person. So without further ado, here's Cameron. Cameron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, Cameron, tell me just a little bit about um, yourself. You know, what, what do you do? Where are you from? Things like that. Um, well, I was kind of raised in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Virginia. Okay. Um, lived there for a very short amount of time after I was born. And then we moved to about three different places in Texas. Moved to Illinois, mm-hmm. kind of outside of Chicago area. And then I moved to New Hampshire. Stayed there for about four years. Went through high school, mm-hmm. that whole thing, and then moved out here on my own when I turned 18 in okay. 2015. Yeah. When I moved out here, and then um, you know, just kind of tried to go to school mm-hmm. and focus on my career and um, other things as well. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, that must have been a big leap, you know, coming out here on your own right at the age of 18. Absolutely. Were, you, were your parents nervous? Were you nervous? Um, I think my dad was more nervous than mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> um, mom's kind of not in the picture at mm. the moment. She hasn't been in the picture for a while. I recently got back in contact with her, mm. um, which was really nice because um, I hadn't I haven't seen my mom since I think I was maybe 16. Wow. Or even younger, I can't remember. But, um, but yeah, dad was really nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of course, when he dropped me off at the airport, he started bawling and I started crying. And um, that was hard. It was a hard time to um, you know transition from small town New Hampshire into living in downtown San Diego, which is where I was living uh-huh. um, at the time. Mm. And uh, I was going to San Diego City College for cosmetology and, mm. um, you know, trying to also work part-time as much as I could to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, had student loans to kind of help me with rent. Sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was tough. It was a tough yeah. transition. I could imagine. Well, <laughs> a lot of homesickness, like yeah. a lot of, like, where the, where the hell am I going to, you know, get money to pay for food right. and stuff like that. And um, a lot of weirdos in downtown San Diego, I gotta tell you, because sure. I didn't have a car, so um, I was walking a lot. Yeah. Um, it's creepy to walk at night mm-hmm. in downtown San Diego, yeah. where I had to walk you know, down <laughs> Broadway. At, you know, at you know 10 o'clock at night, it's pretty sketchy, pretty yeah, scary. I could imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm glad. You, it seems you've adapted pretty well to. San Diego, and you seem to be enjoying it out here. So I do. Awesome. I love it out here. <laughs> Thank God I adapted. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I got a car, because you know that's it's we're so car dependent here. Right. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely needed a car. It's not very public transit friendly. No, um, no, and I wish it was. I mean, they're trying to build that big transit system. Yeah. Like to, they were trying to do one going from like Vegas to L.A. Um, but I don't, I, I, they said that's going to be like way in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and then they said they were going to do one. I don't know. I think it was from San Diego to 
San Francisco? I think they were trying to do, the, yeah, the whole California stretch. Like, like the whole coast. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that'd be amazing if they had a bullet train right. that could go all the way through. <laughs> be, be in San Fran in two hours or an hour. Like, Absolutely. crazy. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm, do I don't think those tickets are cheap, but <laughs> it'd be nice to be there an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so you identify as, as a gay male, is that correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the origin of that, uh, figuring yourself, in the, in the very beginning, figuring yourself out, you know, mm-hmm. when did that really start? When you start? When did you start to notice things were a little bit different? It's funny because, I mean, I didn't really have a coming out mm-hmm. because everyone already knew. Okay. Um, it's kind of one of those stories. Yeah. Um, but... I kind of realized it, I was different when it was like everyone made it apparent that it was being different. Mm. Um, I was that kind of kid who was like, I played with Barbies, I played with Bratz dolls. Mm-hmm. If anyone remembers those, <laughs> yes. um, I played with you know Polly Pocket. Like that was my thing. Yeah. Um, and I loved like you know all the like girly cartoons like. <laughs> totally spies with my show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so Power, Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls was my shit. And then um yeah, I just I, I was you know, went but I also liked boy things too. You know, I loved playing mm-hmm. video games and I liked Power Rangers and stuff like that. But when it came to those specific things, um, you know, everyone made it apparent like, oh, it's not typical that boys like that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of the start of it. But my parents are all very accepting. They were very much like, yeah, we're going to buy this stuff for you because it's what you like. Yeah. Um, they always kind of knew I was gay from an early age. Okay. Um, I think uh, from around maybe two or three, they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's probably... Yeah, it's really gay. Um, Reaching for the dolls over the action heroes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I mean, I love Star Wars. I yeah. still do love Star Wars. So it's like, Me too. <laughs> there are certain things where it's like, you know, there I have like a whole mixture of interests. Mm. Um, but there was definitely like at a certain point it was apparent. But okay. once I kind of hit middle school, and middle school is no fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's when the experience was like it changed from like, oh yeah, sort of passive, like oh whatever, you mm-hmm. know, this is what he likes, sort of thing, into like you're different, you're weird, Yeah. You're. this is negative, you know? Did, did we, growing up before middle school, had you, did you know what being gay was? Did you like understand that? Did you think, oh, maybe I am that? Or was it just you were enjoying yourself, playing with dolls, yeah. but not thinking too much about it? I wasn't thinking about the sexual aspect of it. Okay. I was always just thinking about, well, boys don't like this, but I do. Yeah. You know, these guys don't, you know, understand, you know, what, why I like this, right? But um, I was never thinking about the sexual aspect of it until middle school. Until of course puberty starts mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and you start getting crushes. And yeah. at first, I thought that I was straight, and okay. I was like, I had a, a quote-unquote crush with a girl. Uh-huh. Um, can I name names? Um, yes. Or no. That's, that's up to you. Okay. Yeah. I, I still know who she is. I think she changed her name, but her name at the time was Eugenia. Okay. And she had like dark, dark brown hair, mm-hmm. beautiful blue eyes, this very porcelain skin, freckles, and yeah. I was just like, oh, I thought I liked her. Right. Turns out I just really liked her, her look, yeah. like her aesthetic, <laughs> and just like her hair. Right. <laughs> Me being a hairstylist, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, <laughs> at the time, I was just, and then I realized, I'm like, her personality shit, so no, mm-hmm. I don't really like her. Yeah. And then once it turned in, over into like um, seventh grade, that's when I realized I was like, I think I like boys. Mm-hmm. And I, at, for like maybe a week and a half, I said I was bi-curious. And then after a week, I was like, no, I'm gay. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. sure. And then um, I came out to everybody. 
Like immediately? Immediately. Very quickly. Yeah, it was, uh, I had very supportive friends, Mm -hmm. um, and one of my friends is bisexual, Mm -hmm. um, at the time was bisexual, and, um, you know, she was kind of afraid to tell her dad, and like, her mom kind of knew, but they didn't really talk about it, Um, but me and my dad had, are very close, Mm -hmm. and we had a very close relationship, especially after my parents' divorce, Mm -hmm. and they got divorced when I was like 12. Okay. And so... um, they were kind of, it was just, we got closer once that happened. Right. Um, so, you know, I told my dad, I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, okay. I, I already kind of knew, but all right. Yeah. And so um, once that happened, I was just like, well, let me just tell everybody. Yeah. I told my brother and he was just like, uh, okay, okay, I already know. <laughs> so everyone was just kind of like, I already know. It was super nonchalant. Was very nonchalant, it, which was such a positive thing for me, especially mm-hmm. growing up. Um, I was like, thank God I get to be in an environment where I'm not tormented by this, yeah. you know? So it was just something that was, it makes such a big difference. Right. And I, I mean, I have so many friends that were like, I didn't have that experience. I didn't yeah. have like positivity in my life. Um, I don't talk to my family anymore sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm like, I'm very close to my dad, still very close. Good. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's one of those experiences that I, I truly cherish because mm-hmm. um, the home experience, which is super positive, kind of outweighed the negative experience I was experiencing at school. Were, were you experiencing bullies? I was experiencing a lot of bullies. A, a, lot, a lot of, of bullies. bullying when it came out. Okay. Um, it was came with a lot of pushback, but um, it came from just like this select group of people. Right. Because you had your supportive friends. A lot of supportive friends supportive. actually. Okay. Yeah. These like this whole group of like you know, black and Latina girls. Oh they were, they were all just like we love you, Caitlin. Oh my god. That's incredible. They they were they always had my back. Yeah. You know. So um and I had two really close friends um and they they always had my back so they always knew it was great for me. They introduced <laughs> my friend actually introduced me to drag race um <laughs> at the time was season three yeah and i was just like who are these beautiful women yeah and I'm, she's just like those aren't women <laughs> gotta tell you they're, right. they're not women it's drag <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that actually kind of got me into drag okay and so I, are you drag queen i am nice. and so i kind of got into drag via you know the early seasons of drag race yeah she put me in some makeup my friend um shout out to Quamisha. um <laughs> And Katie. Um, so they put me in drag for the first time, like put makeup on me. And then um, I, you know, I bought a wig, bought shoes. Mm-hmm. We went to Burlington Coat Factory, bought myself a little <laughs> cute blouse, brown blouse with some skinny jeans. There you and, go. Uh, you know, she put makeup on me. I've got the whole, pre- I was in full drag for mm-hmm. my eighth grade dance. <laughs> Which didn't come with any pushback, surprisingly. <laughs> that is awesome. And the principal saw me. He's like, hi, Cameron. You know, just very, hi, how's yeah. it going? And then at the dance, I was expecting a lot of people to be like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's in drag. <laughs> nope. Didn't no, get any wow. of that. So you said you were like small town New Hampshire is where you grew up. So th- at the time, that was Illinois. Okay. this was Okay. Which is still a pretty Illinois. small town. It's like yeah. suburban Illinois. And, and it was public school? Public school. How big was the classes. Um, classes, I would say maybe like, I'm trying to think, maybe 15. 15 okay. Pretty small. Yeah. You know, 15, uh, 20. In the, and in the mid 2000, or 2010, we're talking. This was like around, 2000. I would say 2000, yeah, maybe 2011, 2012, 2011? Okay. maybe. Yeah. Wow. I'm just, I'm, that's incredible that 
there was, you know, that kind of acceptance. Yeah. Um, well, this is like early Obama days, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but um, it was still before marriage equality. And, definitely. You know, definitely. The, whole, the whole legality of it on, on a national scale. So that's, yeah. that's a, well, pretty amazing. <laughs> going to the eighth grade dance in full drag was, went against my father's wishes, mm. even though he's very accepting. He, was, right. he feared for my safety yeah, sure. over anything. Yeah. He's just, a, and I was like, basically, we were yelling at each other at one point because I was just like, why are you not letting me be who I am and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't care. Like, it's great that you're being who you are. I'm just worried about other people, how they'll react to you being who sure. you are. And he's like, I just don't think this is a place that's great for that. Mm-hmm. And now I understand what he was talking about. Right. And um, I'm kind of happy that he was, he feared for my safety. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I went behind his back doing it. <laughs> so I went to like, over to my friend's house uh-huh. and we did it there. And I was just like, I dressed up just in like boy clothes and I was like, I'm going to go to the dance. We're going to hang out first. <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah. I already know what you're going to do. And so, yeah, I went to the agree dance and who I got to, I got to <laughs> yell at that night. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You come home and he's like, why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes sense from a father standpoint of, of and out of love, he just is looking out for you. Absolutely. Um, in the, in that moment, mm-hmm. and, you know, it wasn't anything homophobic or anything. Absolutely like that. not. And that's what I was thinking it was at first. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my middle school mind, you know, I was just like, oh, right. dare you not be? Let me be who I am. <laughs> and I was so dramatic. And then I realized I was like, no, he was actually just being a dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then once it came to prom. You know, he was just like, do whatever you want. Right. He's like, it worked one time, might as well do it again. Do it again. <laughs> uh, so overall, how was your home life? I know you, you mentioned your parents got divorced, but mm-hmm. were you, and they were very accepting, it sounds like, they were. of you, but were you, re- were you raised in a religion? Were you raised in a strict household? Like, what was the dynamic of it? Um, no religion in the house. Okay. My father grew up Catholic, mm. um, and my mother, I believe she grew up. Southern Baptist, okay. I believe. Oh, wow. Um, but both of them very non-religious. Mm, okay. Yeah. So no religion was in the household. We had like a Bible. Mm-hmm. Nobody read that. Everyone has a Bible. <laughs> Everyone has a Bible. Uh, but no, no religion, yeah. um, which was nice because when I talked to my dad about it years later, I was just like, why why weren't we raised with a religion? Because mm-hmm. people kind of look at me kind of, you know, they give me a little bit of a look when they say I wasn't really raised in a religion. Right. Um, you know, they're like, well, what's your vision of God? Like, what's yeah. your version of God then? <laughs> um, but he was just like, well, I grew up with Catholicism. And he's mm-hmm. like, I, he figured, in short, he's just like, it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's just like, I don't want my kids to have to go through a religion that I push on them. I want them to make their own decisions for themselves. Sure. And I was just like, kudos to you, Dad, because yeah. now I under- now I kind of make my own decisions. I have my own thought process about religion or lack thereof mm-hmm. you know yeah okay great so so overall your house is pretty progressive you'd say and just i would say accept, you know, pretty progressive for, for the okay. time yeah Good. i mean Good. even my mom she was just like i know she's yeah. like a mother knows <laughs> that your son their her son's gay <laughs> she gets it so and now she I, like i said i was just talking to her she's like your your purses need to be on point. You need good <laughs> makeup for your drag, and she's just like, oh I'm gonna God. hook you up. So Whoa. I'm just like, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, relatively good. But um, I would say my brother's experience was a lot different because mm-hmm. my brother's not gay. Mm-hmm. Um, is he older, or younger? He's older. Just, he's older, older four okay. years older. Um, everyone thought we were twins actually <laughs> for a moment because he was like average height for his age group. And I was a lot taller. Okay. I'm sure you could tell I'm like 6'2", you know, huge guy. (laughs) Um, And I was big as a kid then, too. So um, I think in my kindergarten class, I stood about like a solid inch 
over everybody else. Oh, wow. It's a huge kid. <laughs> um, and I was like, am I ever going to stop growing? <laughs> but um, for him, it was like um, an experience of, especially with my mom, a lot of um, verbal abuse and a lot mm. of like kind of mental abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much physical. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no beating or anything like that. Sure. But it was a lot of like berating and just like at, at certain points, um, I remember for hours, like it was like saw two hours, she would just have my brother stand in the doorway of her bedroom mm-hmm. and she would just like berate him for hours. Oh my God. Just tearing him down. Yeah. And so, you know, for him, that really was like a, sh- a sh- it shook him to yeah. w- with his confidence. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was very quiet, very reserved, very to himself for a long time, read mm-hmm. a lot of books and just like was just to himself mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but, and me and him were so different that I think for him, it was like, why, why, why does Cameron get to be sort of this poster child of like what my parents' expectations were? Yeah. And, you know, I'm the older brother. I'm supposed to be the one who has that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was a whole thing about that, but, um, he's kind of got, he's gotten through it now. He, his confidence is levels mm-hmm. up, but, um, we're just so different. <laughs> right. So, so what, how, how did he react to you coming out? Like, was, he was another, did he take out that, like, did he, how did he act towards you? Did it change at all? Or? Um, so no, it was still very nonchalant. Mm-hmm. He always kind of knew, right. um, you know, he, he was the one who sometimes would play with my Barbies with me Yeah. Like, out of his own, like, <laughs> Ugh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but no, he was, he was, um, as brothers, we got, we disagreed so much. We sure. fought so much yeah. and not be, even just because I was gay at all. I had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It was just like our personalities just clash. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, when you live with someone enough, you just kind of are like, oh my God, can yeah. you just stop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at a certain point, everything my brother did annoyed me. And mm-hmm. I was just like, just like the way he talked, what he did, what he ate. Like, I'm just like, everything annoyed me. <laughs> I'm just like, so when I was a teenager, I was out of the house a lot. Right. Um, when I was in high school, I hung out with like two of my best friends. Shout out to Devin and Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they were like my two close friends lived down the street from me and okay. they were kind of like my second home yeah. away from home because I was annoyed with my brother half the time. Right. And then when my brother went off to college, that's when I was just like, yes, freedom. <laughs> Coming back home. Yeah. And it was for um, a couple of years, it was just me and my dad, mm-hmm. you know, it was just me and him. So we, that's how we connected even more. Like okay. we, we just have a very strong bond, me and my dad. Yeah. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the bullying that you did experience though. In middle um, school? In middle school, And yeah. I didn't really go into that. <laughs> so there was just this one particular group of boys, uh, and most of the boys in general, mm-hmm. um, here and there. Um, they just kind of like, um, I don't know, what would they do? I mean, they would just, you know, call you names. And, right. You know, um, of course, the, the typical faggot, yeah. you know, yeah. fag, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it was just, it, it was a lot of, like, inconsistency because, um, you know, I would from one end I would get like this negativity like you know calling me names, mm-hmm. um, nothing ever physical because I was always bigger than them. Sure. So <laughs> it, was know always, it was always verbal, um, very like sh- like side shady comments here and there. Um, people who will like bring it up or people not even just bring up me being gay but for my size because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a bigger guy mm-hmm. and I was a bigger kid, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I've just always been bigger and so that was a something that they also targeted too. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that I was effeminate and mm-hmm. the fact that I was black, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all these they different found things. found all the things that they could. Yeah, exactly. And... All the little nitpicky things, yeah. even though I'm just like, y'all are perfect neither. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. 
Um, so th- there was that. And then on the other side, there was, like I said, this big group of girls that had my back. Yeah. And um, especially after I did a couple talent shows at the school, okay. I kind of gained a fan base. Oh, my God. In a sense. <laughs> <laughs> and with comes fans comes haters. You know what sure, I'm saying? Sure, exactly. And... And with the positivity I got at home, my dad just saying, like, if they ever do anything, you just knock them out. Yeah. Or if you know, they say anything, ignore them. Just be the bigger person. And so that's how I kind of basically came through adversity, mm-hmm. you know. Was I just, being the bigger person. Was being the bigger person, physically wow. and mentally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just something I needed to overcome. And I was like, well, middle school isn't forever. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was leaving mm-hmm. when after middle school ended. So I knew I was leaving behind friends. I was leaving behind my fans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I needed to go. I needed to start over yeah. in, in, a, in a smaller town, but in a town that was a little bit actually more accepting. Yeah. You know, even though it is smaller. New Hampshire is actually very progressive. Yeah. Um, even back then. But we moved there in t- 2011. Um, still very progressive. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, had a total 180 experience. And... Once I stepped into that high school for the first time, mm-hmm. um, it was very much like people didn't know who I was, but I was like, you know what, I'm gay, take it or leave it. Yeah. And most people took it, some people left it. Good. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I don't need to deal with y'all, who, whoever left it. You right. Know? I'm just like, hi, my name's Cameron, I'm gay. Is yeah. that a cool with you? Okay. <laughs> and so I just made it clear that I'm just like, I'm not about to deal with your bullshit mm-hmm. if you're not into this. Sure. And yeah, so you're stepping into a new, or you, you had the option to, the ability to step into a new um, place without any preconceived notion of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so you just owned your identity, went into it, um, who being who you were, mm-hmm. and really let people decide if that's something they wanted or not. Yep. That's that's very brave to do, but also um, I think something that it's it's a very smart thing to do, mm-hmm. um, no matter who you are, even if you're not gay. Right. If you are just I would say even different if like you're, in, you're trans or if you're different in just in general. In general, you know? yeah. And maybe you are, are kind of nerdy and really like math or like whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Own like who you are. Own who you are. Because if you don't own it, people can kind of sense that. And exactly. And that's what they'll pick at. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're not really owning who you are. But once you own it, they don't have no right to make fun of it because you're like, I've already owned this. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are you making fun of? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's why I ended up doing it. I okay. I just like, I want to own who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be wishy-washy with the way I am, <laughs> you know, I want to be like, oh, I'm gay. Right. No, I'm, gonna be, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not even, like, the core of who I am. Sure. You know, I'm just like, that's just surface level stuff. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just who I sleep with. You exactly. Know? Which is none of anybody else's business. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so how, overall then, how was your high school experience? Um, overall great. Overall great? Yeah. yeah. There were some... Um, some, some ignorance, mm-hmm. but it was so like, eh, you know what, we're done. You know, yeah. it's like, it was it was so glossed over, mm-hmm. but it was more ignorance in the sense of like, I was in such a small town and people were more ignorant about, um, I guess, I guess about race. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, or they were just very, um, what's the word? It's not like they mean any ill will, but it's like... like stereotype or stigma? Well, it was just very much like they're just ignorant and they don't realize that they're being ignorant. Okay, Like, yeah. you're just like, you don't realize, like, how stupid you sound right now. Um, a, lot of question, <laughs> a lot of questions about hair and a lot of questions <laughs> about 
I remember this one question, um, this girl just came up to me, and I, w- I could count on my fingers how many black kids were in my school mm-hmm. when I started. Mm-hmm. But once I left, there was so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity was starting to come into the town, mm-hmm. but I can count on like two hands how many people, including myself, are black. Wow. And I'm only half, yeah. so I'm just like, I only count for half. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a girl that came up to me at lunch, and I was just sitting with my friend, she just like, hi Cameron, I have a question for you. Um, do black people tan? Oh my god! And I like look past her, and there's like these kids at the other table of where she came from, just giggling. Oh my god! And I'm just like, really? What? And it's like at the table was another gay kid, like yeah. one, one of like five in the whole school. Um, so there was that. <laughs> That's like straight out of Mean Girls that you can't mm-hmm. just ask people why they're black. And right. Like, and in the town too, um, there was actually a lot of waving of the Confederate flag. Oh, in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Because, okay, it, because that that was a sense of um, hick pride. Hick pride. Hick pride. That's a thing. Quote unquote. Or redneck pride. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And I was just like, huh? Like, what? I, am I like in the twilight zone or something? Yeah. Because um, I so, re- I remember sending like many like emails to like the principal of like you know there at, we had this whole thing called Winter Carnival. Right. And it was just like a big sort of like all, all the class. Classes would play games, like, mm-hmm. you know, and we'd be separated by classes, like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah. Um, and we would compete, and whoever won the most points, wins the Winter Carnival, yada, yada, yada. And so I think it was my junior year, um, there were these girls who um, decided to wear, like, these cheerleading outfits that were bedazzled Confederate flags. Oh, my God. And I told my dad this, and my dad sent a very nasty email to the principal, mm. and the principal took action. Good. And so, I mean, it, it was improving, Yeah. but there was still there's still so much ignorance, and I was talking to another friend, shout out to Julia. Um, she lives in Massachusetts now, but, um, you know, at the time, like, she was, I think she was saying even still, there's still, like, people waving the Confederate flag. In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Get the fuck out. And, that's like In their big old trucks. That's you know? like as northern as it can be, right? Like, Absolutely. And I'm like, well, we won the war. Yeah. We don't wave it over here. <laughs> so. Like, that's what blows my mind is that, like, the Confederate flag, it's, it's the biggest participation trophy that you could, you know, <laughs> celebrate. Like, right. It, all the negative, you know, slave connotations right. aside, like you're at the end, like you're waving the second place flag. Yep. Why, like, like why would you want to be second place? Right, right. You know? <laughs> and it's just so, to me, it's still stupid because yeah. I'm just like, really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, your ancestors fought against them. Right. Fought, fought against this flag. If you realize it was a war against America, like the United yeah, States. The United like, States. This that's is, what we are. They seceded and they wanted to be their own separate country. Yeah. And I'm just like, and we won the war and it was a war about slavery, whether you like to accept that or not, whether you want to say it's state rights, right. it's state rights to have slaves. Mm-hmm. And so it just killed me. It killed me the yeah. whole time I was there and I just bit my tongue, you yeah. know. But So um, that was probably, this is something more that you had to deal, that you felt that you had to deal with than, than the whole gay thing. Like it seems like oh, yeah. that was that was your bigger um, hurdle or obstacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I mean, I, I remember one day too. I was walking with a friend of mine to my car, mm-hmm. um, which was at the local church because it was like kind of overflow parking. Yeah. Um, while we were walking there, somebody drove past us and like I almost got like a water bottle thrown at my head from out of the car. <sighs> I don't, I don't know who it was, and I don't know what it was about, mm-hmm. but somebody, I almost got hit with a full water bottle. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the water bottle, and it was, like, frozen. Like, it, it was, like, Ooh. solid ice. So I could have, like, been knocked out. Yeah, that could have so, cut your school. 
I was just like, I don't know what that was all about. Still don't know what that was about. Jeez. But it's always in the back of my mind. I'm just like, who was that? And what, why did they do that? Yeah. You know? But for the most of my high school experience, very positive. Okay. But I knew I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Because yeah. I was like, this is too small town, mm-hmm. too ignorant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's better now. Good. I think because, like I said, more diversity came in. And by the time I was a senior, I couldn't count on two hands how many black kids were at school anymore. <laughs> I could count on maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it's nice that it was coming through a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and people stopped asking stupid fucking questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those stupid fucking questions. It, it, was, it was just insanity how many yeah. stupid questions I received. And I'm just like, really, guys? Like, you can Google this. You don't yeah. have to ask me about this. I'm not the, and I kept saying, I'm not the representative for all black people. Right, so right. I you know that right now, you know, um, and I mean, there was a girl, um, her name was Desiah, mm-hmm. and she was, she had a Jamaican mom, oh, and okay. so she was Jamaican, uh, I think both of her parents were Jamaican, actually, um, and she was just like, yeah, it was just kind of a weird experience for her, too, being mm-hmm. um, sort of the only, um, well, she was just, she was like the black girl, you know, out of school, her brother didn't go there yet, yeah. and she was just like, she was just the black girl. <laughs> and then there's another girl from New York that came through from Brooklyn who was also Jamaican. And then she was like the the black sports girl, oh you know. So it was just like we're all token black people here. Yeah. You know, and it just felt like a very odd experience yeah. in some respects. But for the most part, I loved my experience in New Hampshire. Um, the scenery is beautiful. I will yeah. say that, um, especially in the fall time. I okay. will always recommend spring and fall. <laughs> Go there. Good Summer enough. is too humid and hot. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, winter is just disgusting. It's cold. So, cold, <laughs> slush everywhere, oh. muddy. No, don't, just don't do it. <laughs> but, you know, sp- you know, spring and fall are great. Yeah. Uh, and so then you moved out here. Mm-hmm. How has your experience been, you know, adjusting to life out here and more uh, specific to, like, to being gay? Like, have you experienced much discrimination at all? Is there no, anything that... No, actually not really. No? Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, out here, it's some... Of course, we're on the... We're on the blue coast over here. Yeah. So um, everyone's been very accepting of me being gay out here. I mean, I've um, met a lot of gay friends and mm-hmm. um, different people here and there. Um, and some people surprise me because I'm just like, I didn't realize you were gay. Right. You know? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's even stereotypes in my own head of right. like, oh, what a gay person should look and act like. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I didn't realize you were gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, go to a lot of clubs. Of course, I go to Hillcrest and yeah. everything like that. People know me down there. I'm kind of hard to miss. Do you, do you perform in I, drag? I don't. Or? I haven't performed yet. Okay. But I have a lot of drag friends and they keep asking. Yeah. So it's like, when is she going to come out? <laughs> when is she going to come out? And I'm like, um, it's just all about timing. Right. It's not necessarily about self-confidence, yeah. which is what I think they assume it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's just, it's just about time. Because yeah. I'm like, I work 40 hours a week. Yeah. I go to school 20 hours a week. I have homework. Yeah. I have other things to do. Um, so I'm like, it's just a lot of time. Right. And for me, I'm like, I spend at least two hours getting ready. Mm-hmm. Or And if I take my time, three. Yeah. You know, if I'm really taking my time. <laughs> um, so it's just all about timing. So when you moved out here, did you know anyone? Mm-hmm. Did you have a plan? Like, did you know people? I knew uh, my stepsisters. Okay. And that was it. Okay. I knew and... my stepsisters. They were, they were grown. Yeah. At the time, I think my one of my stepsisters was like 25. Mm. The other one was... 30 mm-hmm. so I'm just like 
they're grown, <laughs> they're doing their own thing, they're busy. Yeah. They're just here to help me if I need help. Right. You know? Right. Can um, I show you around if need to be? If need be. Uh, one of them helped me move okay. um, up the street. Um, she helped me move from downtown to uh, Golden Hill. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she helped me out in that sense. Yeah. We only really see each other when our parents are in town. Mm -hmm. Like, my stepmom and my dad are in town. Um, so, that's the only time I really see them. Okay. Yeah. So, how, how did you... How were you able to um, to find friends? Like, I guess what was what was the best method? You know, for anyone listening that maybe is moving into a new environment, mm -hmm. whether San Diego or specific or specifically or anywhere else, mm -hmm. just what what were some what are some tips on finding you know a, a group of people that you can connect with? Um, well, the way I connected with people was I actually made friends with people I went to my cosmetology program with. Okay. Because they didn't have a car. Yeah. Um, I just hung out with them after class and everything. Yeah. And we became good friends that way, and then I kind of met friends of friends. And then um, once I got a car, um, that's when I was able to kind of explore San Diego a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, I w and I'm very much a social butterfly anyway, sure. so <laughs> it's just I have an easy time talking to people and kind of connecting on a, on a more, I guess, uh, deeper level with people yeah, as yeah. opposed to just surface level stuff. <laughs> I get easily bored when it's just surface level conversation. Right. So once I kind of like was able to be a little bit more independent, mm -hmm. then I was able to kind of like, you know, make more friends. Um, I made a lot of friends online. Okay. Um, you know, it's like we never did much hooking up or anything. Sure. I just kind of was more social. Yeah, just like, hey, I want some friends. I'm new here. friends. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, and if I don't have people around me, I start to feel really lonely. Mm. And I don't lavish in loneliness. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, I need to get out of right. this loneliness. So um, <laughs> that's why I ended up kind of just, you know, coming out of my shell a little bit. Yeah, good. <laughs> it was scary, though, the first time, like, coming out here. I'm just like, I don't know how people act out here like people are so different right you know it's like a whole different country yeah <laughs> um, coming from all the way on the east coast where I know people what people are like and how to talk to them mm -hmm. as opposed to coming out here but once I kind of like opened it myself up more you know just to be more accepting of other people mm -hmm. then I was like oh there's all <laughs> these different kinds of people this is fun yeah. you know yeah. so what's what's in your opinion what's the biggest difference uh, between east coast and west coast um I would say the lifestyle, um, because out there, you can walk, you know, from town to town mm -hmm. pretty easy, because all the towns are so close together. Yeah. Um, and every town has like a little like main street, and that's just where you kind of get your, you know, your groceries. You know, you talk to your friends or whatever, yeah. and that's pretty much it. And then you go to work, and then that that was pretty much it. But out here, we're so car dependent, like mm -hmm. I was saying. Um, Everything's so spaced out. It's very spaced out, and it's so huge here. Like, yeah. the county is massive. Yeah. And I have friends from all over different parts of the county. You know, I have friends from, like, up home, mm -hmm. Santee. <laughs> um, I have friends in Escondido, like I said, Carlsbad, Oceanside, mm -hmm. Fallbrook. I have friends, <laughs> um, you know, La Jolla. Like, it's just, it, everyone's everywhere. Yeah. But we still all make a chance to connect, but that's only because they have transportation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I would say, <laughs> if you don't have a car, get one, because it's hard to be out here without a car. <laughs> yeah. So <and> hard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, the Internet's great as far yeah. as making friends. Absolutely. I guess to kind of answer your question about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. <laughs> um, well, I guess to wrap it up, kind of, do you do you have any just advice in general or any little bit tidbits of information that you would want to share with anyone who is maybe struggling with their identity? Maybe mm -hmm. they are moving to a new school like you've experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, just something that you would tell someone if they were listening. Um, I actually have been recently um, hearing a lot more mm -hmm. from other people as well as like from what I've been reading because I read a lot. Yeah. Um, 
I've been hearing a lot more about sort of, there's different ways to say it, but the law of attraction, basically. Mm-hmm. And basically what you put out into the world or into the universe is mm-hmm. what you receive back. Um, and if you really truly want something, um, verbalize it and believe in it yourself mm-hmm. and then it will happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's something that's like, you know, just, you know, if you want more money, if you want better friends, if you want better connections in your life, if you want more opportunities at work or mm-hmm. like anything, you you got to verbalize it yeah. and you got to truly believe in it yourself and also work for it. Yeah. You know, it's like life doesn't come so easy for people who just sit around and wish for things. Right. You got to wish for it and also work for it too. So that would probably be my best advice um, mm-hmm. for somebody um, listening. Um, as far as like experiences, there's so much um, triumph through adversity, mm-hmm. and it, you know the triumph is so much sweeter when you go through adversity. Yeah. So to look at other people saying like oh, they have such an easy life, like I wish I had that, or they have such an easy life, it's actually more triumphant to get through it mm-hmm. and to say I did that. Yeah. You know I went through this and. You know, more people will applaud you as opposed to the person who's just like, yeah, I was kind of born with this or I kind of like fell into this. Right. (laughs) So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But law of attraction is very real. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just it's it's something that I think people need to really like really bring into their own lives because it's like I see so many people who are saying like, oh, woe is me. Right. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. Sort of thing. And I'm just like pick yourself up like don't don't always be the victim yes bad things happen yes you Mm -hmm. know people life is can be unfair but it's uh it's it's about maintaining a positive mindset Mm -hmm. um and and just knowing that staying positive you know verbalizing what you want working towards what you want Mm -hmm. and then knowing that hey i can't achieve that if someone else achieved it i can achieve it too right and Uh, that it's that thing about positivity yeah. and, you know, really bringing in that positivity into your own life, mm-hmm. you know, that people need to really understand, you yeah. know. Uh, and like you said, don't be the victim. Right. You know, it's the worst thing in the world to be the victim. Yeah. Um, I know so many people in their lives that they're miserable because mm-hmm. they're just like, well, this didn't work out for me. Or um, this person, you know, fucked me over. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, they oh, they messed me up emotionally and that's mm-hmm. why I am why Like, this is why I'm this way. Right. Um, I had a friend who um, sort of kind of a former friend but we're still in contact I guess Mm -hmm. Um, very not much at all anymore but we're on good terms Uh, he was very much the victim when it came to like you know um, you know I actually wanted to be sort of like more than just friends with him if you know what I'm saying right right. (laughs) Um, but he was just like I can't be with you because of things I have in my own life because my dad died, and I have a lot of trauma that I still need to go through, yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And it was just a whole lot of victim mentality, mm-hmm. and it just, I kind of fell into that with him, okay. as far as just like, oh, let me help you, let me take care of you sort of yeah. thing, and in that sense, he kind of used me. Oh. And so I'm just like, now I'm just like, I'm over this victim mentality shit. Yeah. Pick your own self up. Right. Like, <laughs> don't, I, and I'm like, I'm not going to wait around for other people to like, you know, because I'm a very caring person, and I think he sensed that, and he was just like, "Well, this is my opportunity yeah. to like basically harp on someone who's caring and uh, loving." And that's that's an important point that you brought up. I'm sure you kind of realize this the hard way, but yeah, uh, you can't change people mm-hmm. as much as you want to, you know, as much as help as you want to offer. At the end of the day, um, someone who is in a bad place, you know, is not going to change. 
or even someone who isn't acting the way that you want them to act, they're not gonna. You can't do anything to change them. Right. Um, you can love them and show them, you know, love or positivity, but it's ultimately up to them. No matter if you give them a hundred percent or zero percent, like mm-hmm. they have to make that decision for themselves. Right. And I think that's important because a lot of people go into relationships um, knowing that that other person is broken mm-hmm. or recovering, and thinking that oh well they're going to love me because I'm right. different or because I do this. Yes. Um, when really they know full and well that that person isn't ready for that or mm-hmm. vice versa, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then so they end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm still hurt through it. Sure. You know, it, like this whole thing happened like a couple months ago. Oh, wow. Like, this whole, like this, this dissolving of our friendship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we reconciled. I said, I'm sorry. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it was something I had to like, Pay, pay him back for like monetarily yeah um but i was like yes i fucked up sure yeah. but the, through through reflection it all bubbled over because of like everything that happened through like almost a year of our friendship because mm-hmm. it was like very much i was getting used and i was like you know i was like oh i want to change him there's a possibility that we could be together if i like help him th- through this sense you yeah. know i'm just like it's stupid of me to even think that but um I don't know. It's like you think someone cares right. at a certain level. And, you know, there was like a point where it's like we spent every day together. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just a couple hours. I saw them every day. Yeah. And then um, everything just kind of bubbled over. And just like now it kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth because, uh-huh. um, you know, now he's like he was always hung up on his ex. Mm-hmm. And now he's with his ex again. Oh, okay. I'm just like, so you just use me as a shoulder to cry on, huh? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, wow. It doesn't make you feel good, right. you know? Because I'm like, if I talked about my problems, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just comparing, yeah. you know? It's like, well, I'm trying to make you feel like you're not alone in the situation. Mm. And the only time he ever talks to me now, he's like, I need advice. Oh. And I'm just like, make up your own fucking decision. Yeah. Because I'm not going to help you anymore. Yeah, he can't use you like that. Because mm-hmm. he has to know that you feel a certain way, a different way that he doesn't... If he's with his ex, he obviously isn't reciprocating that. Mm-hmm. And so he, he can't he can't talk to you like that and expect, you know... It's just ridiculous because it's just like... like now it's like all coming back because I'm just like, wow, okay, so this is all basically you leading up to being with your ex again. Yeah. You know, like at a certain point they were just fuck buddies. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I think there's a bit more than just that. Mm-hmm. And then um, it turned into like, we're back together. And I'm just like, oh, okay, oh my gosh. But you know, well, you know what, I always say this because I, I like I said, I'm reading positivity mm-hmm. now into my life. Yeah. Um, that I wish him the best. Yeah. And I wish him all the success in the world. Um, whatever he chooses to do, with his life, which I don't know what he's doing because <laughs> he's going to school and then he's do, not going to school and then he's doing something else and I don't know, he's he's all over the place, but um, wishing the best yeah. and uh, yeah. Well, it's, it, it seems <laughs> evident that you have always been, you know, radiating of positivity, yes. um, you know, from being middle school, out and proud, walking into your new high school in New Hampshire. Seems like definitely something that you've been you've been aware of, mm-hmm. um, which is great. <laughs> and I guess that's the message for this whole podcast. Yeah, is just be positive. Absolutely, <laughs> be positive. And you know, if you need support, there, there's people that can support you and, and be there for you. Yeah, um, there are caring people in the world who actually do care. Absolutely, and, you know, not are just there to use. But you, you have to be positive yourself and know absolutely. that that what you want and that what you uh, desire can come to you, your ultimate outcome. Absolutely. Um, uh, Cameron, what 
where can we where can we find you where can the audience find you what kind of socials are you on so i'm mainly on instagram um you can find my hair page my work um at cam taylor hair c-a-m-t-y-l-e-r hair um on instagram um i also have a drag page if you want to check that out you can find me at bb black but it's b dot b dot underscore black and then i also have a um a photography page um it's cam tyler like my cam tyler hair page but cam tyler photo so c-a-m-t-y-l-e-r photo and that's where you can find me perfect well cameron thank you for coming on thank you so much for having me it was so cool to be on here thank you all for tuning in you guys are amazing i really appreciate you all listening and for your support as a reminder you can find us at www.thealphabetmafia.com if you want to be featured on the blog go ahead and email us at podcast at thealphabetmafia.com. Remember, you are not alone for anyone out there that is struggling, that doesn't feel like anyone cares, that might feel alone. Remember, you are not alone. You are the hero. You are loved. You are valid. And if you are in need of serious help, please, please, please check out thetrevorproject.org or give them a call at 1-866-488-7386. Again, remember, you are loved, and I want you to know that no matter what. Thank you all for tuning in the show. Have a beautiful morning, evening, whatever it is. Good night.